this time on Past Deadline. This week's news in 60 seconds and a conversation with Editor-in-Chief Isaac Ritchie. I'm your host, podcast editor Ben Ackley, and this is Past Deadline, your behind-the-scenes look at Central Michigan life. Here's this week's news in 60 seconds. On August 24th, CMU announced that the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases on campus had increased by 54. Executive Director of Communications for CMU, Heather Smith, confirmed that all of the new cases are students. University President Bob Davies said in an email that the university plans to work with landlords and apartment complex managers to enforce limits on gatherings. There is also a plan in place to fine and even suspend students who host or attend large gatherings. On August 24th at 8 p.m., a public health emergency order issued by the Central Michigan District Health Department went into effect, limiting outdoor gatherings to 25 people from the previous 100. In the press release, CMDHD Health Officer Steve Hall said that investigations showed the majority of new cases had attended large social gatherings. The Mount Pleasant Adult Use Marijuana Establishment Selection Committee has authorized two retailers to sell recreational marijuana at three Mount Pleasant locations. Loom Cannabis Company was authorized for two locations at 901 East Broomfield Street and 1207 North Mission Street. House of Fire Provisioning was authorized for one location at 1005 Corporate Drive. City Planner Jacob Kane said businesses must be licensed by the state in under 18 months. Six coaches and student-athletes were named to the CMU Athletics Hall of Fame Class of 2020. The Athletics Department announced on August 24th that the 2020 class consisted of CMU's winningest women's basketball coach, Sue Guevara, the winningest softball coach in MAC history, Margot Jonker, four-time all-conference quarterback, Dan LaFavre, winner of seven individual MAC gymnastics titles, Katie Simon, 13-year NFL offensive tackle, Joe Staley, and former MAC player of the year for baseball, Tyler Stovall. That was your news in 60 seconds. Next, we talk to CM Life Editor-in-Chief, Isaac Ritchie. I'm here with Isaac Ritchie, the Editor-in-Chief of CM Life's Newsroom. Thanks for taking some time to talk with me and address our readers today, Isaac. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. All right, so let's just get right into it. So first of all, could you just explain your job here at CM Life? What does the Editor-in-Chief do? Yeah, really simply, um, the CM Life Editor-in-Chief is just in charge of pretty much every all the students, um, the student staff, uh, making sure things are running smoothly, uh, getting schedules together, planning for the print edition, making sure we're getting ads done, and just just overseeing the whole company that is CM Life. Besides you and me, who else holds leadership positions in the newsroom and advertising staff here? Well, there's quite a lot of them. Uh, we have three associate editors, which are in charge of the writing you see from the university in the city. We have a sports editor, a photo editor, a multimedia editor, a lead designer, and then two ads managers. Uh, and then, and then we have other, you know, senior reporters that take over, take more responsibility than, you know, the freshman reporters and photographers. So CM Life is an editorially independent student media company. What does that mean? Yeah, so this is one that, you know, a lot of people question. Uh, CM Life gets money to pay Dave Clark, our student media advisor, and then we also 
get money to pay our um, Trisha Kirst and Kathy Simon, our um, she leads our design staff, design and ad staff. Um, but then everything else, you know, is made, all the other money is made by the ad staff um, that are working to get money from businesses in the local community. Uh, and then our products like shirts and stuff like that. That's how we fund the journalism we do at CM Life. So basically, the there are people here that are employed by the university, but all all the stuff going on here in the newsroom is funded by right, right. Um, you know, the people that are um, paid by the university are here to assist us students um, because we're we're still le- learning. This is a lab, um, so we need a lot of assistance. Okay. So on a, a little more personal level, I have a few personal questions for you, Isaac. Um, first of all, why did you choose to study journalism? Well, I came to CMU as an English major. Um, I've always enjoyed telling stories, but it wasn't until my freshman, my the second semester of my freshman year that I was taking a class and somebody suggested that I come to an open house at CM Life. Um, and the editor-in-chief at the time, Jordan Hermey, uh, you know, fortunately chose me as one of their hires, and um, I kind of hit the ground running right away. So what was the first story you worked on here that really connected with you? Uh, the first story uh, that really connected with me uh, more on a personal level, uh, I gained a lot of my skills just from that one interview. I was doing a story about one of the bigger corporations in Mount Pleasant, and I was driving back home uh getting ready to write the article. And I noticed this older man, older gentleman sitting on the corner of the street playing his violin for cars, um, stopped at the intersection. Um, and I don't know, I, I get these feelings sometimes. Uh, I don't know what it is, intuition. Um, I really don't know, but something was telling me to, you know, turn around and go back and talk to him. So, so I did. I turned around my vehicle and parked in the gas station parking lot and walked out to the corner um, and just sat with him while he played his violin and listened to his stories. Um, and then, you know, came back and wrote that story. And, you know, that's one that I always come back to as the moment that I fell in love with just telling people's stories. Cool. Speaking of telling stories and, and doing it, uh, effectively and properly. Um, what's it like being a student journalist today in these times? Yeah, well, it really is crazy. Um, just, you know, we're, we're in a really unique time right now, uh, with a pandemic, you know, a, the Black Lives Matter movement that we've had to, you know, keep our eye on. And then also one of the most divisive, you know, elections in the United States history. So, uh, you know, it's there's a lot to to keep in mind. Um, I don't think there's a story we'll write this semester that doesn't have an angle of COVID, just because COVID is affecting everything that happens at this university right now. Um, you know, it's it's just going out every day. Um, you know, we're students as well as journalists here, so it's going out every day and answering the questions that you know all students have for our university and also for the city of Mount Pleasant. So you're in charge of sort of making the the hiring decisions here at the paper, right? Yes. Yep. Um, is there anything that you'd want the student body and locals to know about the people you've hired this year? 
Yeah, um, they share a lot of the same beliefs that I do. Um, we we all believe in transparency. Uh, we all believe in ethical journalism, um, presenting fair and balanced coverage. Um, and and we all we all care about this university. Um, you know, everybody has. You know, everybody thinks that this university may have shortcomings. You know, but we're we're here. We want to change things for the better. Um, and we want to assist the university, show them some areas that need improvement, some areas that may be overlooked, not not on purpose, but um, I think that's our job right now is just um, ensuring this health and safety of students and also being a voice for um, students who are overlooked. Awesome. Uh, if a reader has a question about something that they see in CM Life on the website, mm-hmm. on the social media, in the paper, or an idea for a story, who should they get in touch with? Um, they can reach us at editor at cmlife.com um, and also at news at cmlife.com. Um, but they can always reach out through uh, social media. Um, you know, that's a platform that we've kind of owned uh, these past few years, um, and we're, we're continually growing in that area. So, um, we keep our eyes on social media, uh, the messages coming through there. So there, there's a lot of ways to get involved with CM life. You don't have to be a reporter or a photographer or a designer. Um, you can just give us stories that you want to hear that you want us to tell. And that helps us a lot. So you talked about getting involved at CM life. Um, if students are interested in working for CM life, this semester, next semester, next year, uh, what's available for them and how can they join the staff and get in here on the fourth floor of Moore Hall? Yeah, well, the best way to do that would be come to the fourth floor of Moore Hall. I know, you know, we're all following health and safety guidelines of the university, but that doesn't stop you for from, you know, putting your mask on and coming to the um, office and, you know, talking with me or Dave Clark about, joining staff, uh, we're always looking for people to, that have a passion for journalism and storytelling, um, whether it's, you know, writing, designing, um, whether it's on our ad staff to support journalism. Um, there's, there's a lot of ways to get involved at CM Life. Right. You talked about the ad staff and I wanted to ask you about this. So CM Life, we employ like a hundred people. 100 students specifically. Um, Besides the newsroom, which, you know, we're working on content for the website, we're working on uh, the weekly paper. What other departments are there here at CM Life? Yeah, well, we have, you know, we have the reporters, the photographers, the videographers, their work is, you know, and you as a podcast editor, um, those are all products that people see. Um, But what might be overlooked a lot of times is the team of, um, advertising specialists and design specialists that we have working behind the scenes to, like I said before, fund CM Life and the student newspaper here. It's unfortunate that their work goes overlooked because they're so good at what at what we do, uh, at what they do. And, uh, you know, they've won College Media Company of the Year like nine times in a row or something crazy like that. Uh, you know, our design staff is creating crazy, you know, great looking print products every week. Um, so, you know, I don't want those guys to be overlooked either because, um, without them, we couldn't be doing the photography, the videography, the reporting that we'd like to do. Right. So just speaking of, of CM life as a whole, you're pretty familiar with 
what other universities are doing with their student media. Uh, what do you think CMU is doing differently with student media? We're, we're really focused on our online content uh, being uh, active on social media. Um, one of our goals for this year is to reach 9,000 followers on Instagram. Um, so this might be a, a, an opportunity to plug that, um, follow in, our Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter. Um, but we're just, you know, I think that's where CM Life stands out from the rest of the student media organizations around the country and around the world is just how in tune we are with, you know, our audience and how they receive our news. Last but not least, what's the number one reason that students should read CM Life? I mean, it goes back to the fact that, um, believe it or not, the people who are working at CM Life are just like this every other student on campus. Um, we want to make the same changes that they do. Uh, we we want to hear the same stories that they do. And I think that's why being a student journalist is so powerful is because we're all, it's one of the only times in life that everybody's doing the same thing. You know, we're all going to classes. Um, we're all living in a city um, that right now um, there's not much to do. So, you know, I think it's the best time to um, get involved with CM Life. Um, tell us your stories. Reach out to us on social media. Give us your concerns. Um, you know, we, we want to hear you. Well, thank you very much for your time, Isaac. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. I'll have to do it again sometime. For sure. <laughs> You've been listening to Past Deadline, a production of the CM Life Podcast Division. Every story referenced in this episode can be found at our website, cm-life.com. To keep up with us, follow us on social media at Central Michigan Life on Instagram, at CM Life on Twitter, or follow the Central Michigan Life Facebook page. I've been your host, podcast editor Ben Ackley, and this has been Past Deadline. Until next week, so long and stay informed. <laughs>